Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Talk Archetypes with your host, renowned intuitive and author, Roy Solberg. Hello everyone, this is Roy. Welcome and thanks for joining me today. This is April 17th and this is the third in the series of bringing together the body, the mind, and the spirit. Um, Today my guest is Katie Rose from London. Uh, I have been following her work on Facebook through a mutual friend. Fabulous. I mean, oh, let me tell you, this gal is busy all the time. She also has a wonderful CD called The Singing Tree. And, you know, I would really be hard-pressed to pick one song. But I think In the Silence is... um, at this moment in time, is my favorite. <laughs> now, tomorrow it might be a different story. Um, and I used it this morning during my meditation and during the healing process for um, the grieving that I was feeling for the Boston um, situation. So let me tell you a little bit about Katie. And it's going to be very brief because I want to bring her on and we can um, get to, to talking. She... Um, it is fabulous with using her voice to create inspiration, peace, and transformation in others. You know, music is such a tool for us, such a way of harmonizing with our spirit, getting in touch with the inner inner self, that inner energy. And I'm, I'm sure you've heard the sound OM and how it brings relaxation and peace to you. So today we're going to talk about that. We're going to explore the connection between our spirit and sound, spirit and vibration, and then we're going to find out all the wonderful things that this gal has been doing with her voice and with her music. So, Katie, without further ado, I'd like to say welcome. Thank you so much, Roy. It's so wonderful to to speak with you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. You know, I have had several friends who were in bad relationships and when they got out of them, one of the first things they did was take singing lessons so that they could find their own voice. And this is part of your work, is it not, helping others find themselves and, and their music? Yeah, absolutely. I've been working with people on an individual basis using various different forms of therapy and meditation for 13 years. and. Uh, sound and music is, is a big part of that, and the voice is is absolutely inherent because we use it all the time to communicate. And you know, the example you've used of being in a relationship where perhaps we haven't felt able to be our true selves, or we haven't really said our our truest feelings, or we felt repressed to reclaim our voices from such a situation is very, very powerful and very healing. You're absolutely no. right. And, and how do you go about that? Do you teach them to sing or, or you know, what's the, just briefly, what's the process there? 
Uh, well, the process is obviously very individual for each person because I might have somebody who comes who doesn't sing at all and they just want to work on their voice. In that case, mm-hmm. I'm going to be using um, very, very simple tools like breath work and uh, core sounding, uh, making core sounds, uh, improvising very gently. Whereas other people come to me, they're already singers, they're already musicians, they want mm-hmm. to fine-tune their awareness. But you might find, sometimes I've worked with People are very, you know, experienced in their musicianship, but they don't feel, they feel they've lost connection, but they've got lots of technique, but they haven't got the connection to their authentic voice still. So they want to match that up. So there's quite a big spectrum, does that make sense? Um, and I would, and yes, it's always sound. There are some, I mean, like you use, the sound OM, we can simply use that, or we can mm-hmm. simply use the vowel sounds. As soon as, if we're just to sit and sing vowel sounds very simply, it completely opens up the voice um, very, very quickly. So they're very simple tools. When you're using the vowels, does this uh, relate to the chakra centers, the chakras? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Different teachers will teach different sounds for the chakras, and um, Mm -hmm. and you look at different um, pathways or lineages around that. But yes, I use uh, a pattern of, of describing different vowel sounds. And what I find, the one that's most universal is the R sound. Everybody seems to agree across the different practices that the R sound is the sound of the heart. And it makes sense ah. because it's one... Yeah, yeah, literally, R. Yeah. So say R. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we're connected with our heart, which is why we go, we go, oh, you know, when we're, we sigh, you know, we, or we go, exactly. oh, it's a little bit, it's a heart sound. Yeah. yeah, especially when you see something that just makes you feel good. That's yeah. the first sound that comes out is, ah, oh, oh, yeah, I love it, I love it, I love it. So tell me right. a, a little bit about the singing tree. I love this album, the CD. and Thank And you. The, for the listeners... The fun thing is you can go to her website, which is therosewindow.org, and um, and buy it. But you can download it, can you not, from your um, from yes, your site? Yes, you can download. You can download it, and you can um, you can have listened to samples. I've actually got three albums on there, and the Singing Tree mm-hmm. is the first one. And um, the Singing Tree is dedicated to trees. That's why mm-hmm. it was called mm-hmm. that. And um, I'm very aware of ecological issues and, and the, the, the current crises facing us regarding climate change and things like that. So I wanted to do something that, that sort of just met, was a voice for trees. So there are songs about trees on that, but there's songs about love, there's songs about all sorts of different things. And they interweave, the songs interweave mantras and chants from different spiritual traditions. These are very potent sounds and they contain some of these seed sounds that we've been talking about like the R sound and and those are very for me those are activating different states of of consciousness or different energies that are for me are very very beneficial and I see them being like that for others too Um, and there's a song that go ahead there's a song that you mentioned at the end that um, the In the Silence yes it's a very Everyone seems to really relate to that song, and it is a song about, um, it seems to be very helpful in grief because it's about our ability to still feel connected in silence to each other, uh, even mm-hmm. to those who passed over through, through our memory, through our connection to them. We're still connected. And um, so it is 
it has been um I've been told many times that it's been very healing for people. I found that this morning as I was doing my meditation, you know, because um of the situation in Boston and the people that we know there and um just the overall general you know, grief that you feel when something like that happens, and it was very, very profound, and very, um, it was like perfect. I needed those words. I needed the the idea of going into the silence to be, you know, to to let go of all that grief. So you said that you're very involved with um, the trees and the ecological. What, you have several things going on um, coming up, don't you? The road to peace. The Spring Day Retreat, I'm reading this off your... Oh, that's already happened, hasn't it? Yeah, that's just yeah. done, yeah. But it, yeah, um, I basically, that you're right, there are a number of projects happening at the moment. The two um, ones that, yeah, I can flag up are the Road to Peace, as you say, which I actually sang that song uh, in the silence at the DVD launch of Road to Peace, which is a film about... Uh, the Dalai Lama, which was directed by Leon Superich. And it's an extraordinary documentary which follows um, the Dalai Lama around when he was here in in London. Some, uh, and it, it's like you're with him. It's, it's not like, oh, this is about the Dalai Lama. You are literally having an experience of being with him. You're with him backstage before he goes on. You're, you're with him before he goes to speak to the dignitaries. And you're also seeing what he's, you're receiving so much medicine from his words. So it's a very potent piece of film. And I was very honoured in that Leon asked me to write a piece of music to accompany the film. It's not in the film, it's another piece of music uh-huh. that stands alongside the film. And it's called Love and Compassion, and I performed that live at Union Chapel just um, two weeks ago, um, which was extraordinary. And um, Road to Peace is going to be coming to the U.S., uh, in May and June, it's going to be at the Himalayan Film Festival from May 15th to 19th in Berkeley, and then um, at the ASME on the 7th of June, the Albuquerque Film and Music Experience. So it's um, and there's another very powerful uh, musician healer involved in the project who was involved. He's a Tibetan, and he's a beautiful flutist, and he was. Uh, a Grammy nominee, and his music is dedicated to healing and meditation, so he'll be performing live at Albuquerque, so it's going to be very powerful. And uh, what was his name so, again? Uh, Naron Kichong, yeah, okay. is his name. And we yeah. can find so, that information. People can find that on your on your website. Uh, yeah, or you can go to www.roadtopeace.co.uk, and okay. that's got the information about the film and and. and so, and my piece of music is on there as well. And you can listen to that, and you can also access the DVD and the music CD. So, yeah, that's a big, been a big project that I've just still involved with, still very excited about, because the film is just going here, there, and everywhere to film festivals. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, you know, so that's very exciting. And, and it's really, for me, about being a voice for, for peace, and it's about being a voice also for the Tibetan people who are, you know, mm-hmm. daily facing Horrendous atrocities. Horrendous atrocities. Yes, absolutely. I see on on here that it's in Berkeley, Oakland, and San Francisco, which is my other hometown. Oh, great. So, Great. Yeah. So I'm not sure I'll be back there when it is. Hopefully it will come to the Midwest and and, uh, I'll get to see it. So tell me, Kay, how did you 
know? How did you get into music? And, I mean, have you always felt the call to sing and to create through music? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there since, since I was a, a child, I was lucky in that I had quite a musical family, and so um, I was encouraged. And uh, also I had very powerful experiences because there's a lot of different factors of um, different involvement in religion in my family. Lots of different mm-hmm. members of my family were involved in religion of different sorts. And uh, there was a lot of religious debate and there was a lot of spiritual debate. So there was a, it was a very rich kind of environment to grow <laughs> up in. And I, then, <laughs> yeah, and then I grew up in church, Love it. you know. Yeah, yeah, and I was singing in churches and having very powerful spiritual experiences. And mm-hmm. um, and then about when I was about 15, I just had this light bulb moment where I just, I was watching uh, a singer, and it was like I had a vision. I just suddenly realized that, that, that actually when people sing on stage in front of, of us, they're actually singing for all of us, and they're healing all of us. And mm-hmm. I just realized that is the the form of voice work that I wanted to do, that I wanted to be, use my voice as a healing um, spiritual uh, tool, if you like, and to do that Mm -hmm. not just for myself, but for others as well. So it was very clear for me, very young. One of the things that I I tell and and, um, have told on this radio show as well as my clients is that everyone is born into this world with a song to sing. Now, whether it's musical talent such as you have or or just, you know, whatever they're doing, they are here to express that inner song, that inner uh, music to the world. And sometimes I, I think it's very difficult for people to get in touch with that. And so how would you start someone, if someone is, is feeling that they need to make that connection um, between spirit, song, soul, and expression into the world, their creativity. How would you suggest they go about it? What would they, how would your work help them? I think the first thing to start with is what we've talked about already, which is stillness and silence. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, if we want to connect, with the truth of who we are inside, we need to be still. We need to become still and listen. Because all of that stuff, you're so right, is already there. So it's mm-hmm. really just, you don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to do anything. We just have to listen. And the reason that we don't listen is because life is very noisy and there's lots of distractions and there's lots of conditioning and there's lots of thoughts in the way that say, I can't be still, I can't listen to myself. But when we just bring ourselves into stillness um, and which is basically a state of meditation, then suddenly we become present to who we are. And there's more space. So we basically start with stillness and with the breath. And if we just start there, and we start opening the breath and opening the breath and opening to more sound and gently opening to sound or gently opening to writing or to art or whatever our gift is, that's where, it, for me, it all grows from. That, that stillness. And, and there are so many different ways. I know you know that as, a, as an intuitive Consultant, mm-hmm. you know that there's so many ways for people to do that. But for me, sound was always my most direct way, so that's the way that I offer people. Yeah. And I believe yeah. that for myself, I know that sound will take me into that stillness if if I'm um, agitated or impatient, which I tend to be. <laughs> I, if I am listening to something like uh, In the Silence or like an ohm, 
chant that will that will take me down as I breathe into it. Um, some yes. clients who, who just simply cannot sit still, I suggest that yes. they begin with a walking meditation, with the deep breathing and the, yes. you know, just being in touch with nature, um, just to move into that that idea that I am now meditating and I am now listening. So yes. the stillness yes. and is just vital. Yeah, you're right. And dancing, sometimes we do have to make a lot of um, movement before we can get really still because we have to mm-hmm. kind of, it's like kind of kachas, have some sort of kachasis. So that's why sometimes people, you know, that's why every every form, we have every form of music under the sun. We do have very lively music that's really wild because that, that serves its purpose to help people have a catharsis of those emotions or that energy so that they can maybe people, you know, sometimes we need to jump up and down and let everything go and then come right. down to the gym, you know? And then just itself for a moment. That's right. I agree. That's right. Yeah, and, and I that's agree. Like, it's like with kids, isn't it? Kids are so active yeah. and uh, you just say, oh, sit still, they're not going to have that, you know, so it's much better to get them to, you know, jump, let's run around, let's do crazy things. Then, They've they've burnt some energy off and they're then they're ready to focus. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's exactly the way we are. Now you have monthly singing groups, do you do, in London? Yeah. yeah. Right. I have a monthly singing group. I also um organise a monthly evening where I showcase um other artists as well. So I invite conscious artists, artists who are working um in a similar mode, perhaps, with a, with an intention, you know, a, a powerful <laughs> intention behind their music or their poetry. So I, it's a, at a place called Inspiral, which is a special, very um, uh, wonderful uh, venue, which has a lot of nutrition and very high energy around creating new nutritious food. And um, and so we hold an evening there every month, and that's that's just a joy. So and so then I get to invite lots of different people to come and play, and I play myself. So because there's this transmission that happens when we're performing, when we're sharing, uh, and when we're even just listening, you know, again, as you said, when we can be listening to someone's music, especially if it's heartfelt and there's a very clear intention, can really, really touch us and, and stir a lot of thoughts and insights and emotions, and that's very healing. So whether we're listening, we're in the audience, or we're participating. So I try to encourage people to to be active as well, because there are... Culture tends to be a consumer culture where you kind of bombarded with things to watch and listen to all the time, and it's that process of actually owning it and saying, "I can do that. I can sing. I can get up on that stage. I can write that poem. I can do that. I don't have to just be passive and receiving." Um, exactly. That's important. Yeah. Especially, I mean, that's what spirit is: it's getting out there and and sharing that creativity and sharing your gift. Again, no matter what that gift is. Um, mm-hmm. With the world, I mean, I, I I'm adamant <laughs> about this. You know, you have yeah. a gift. Get out there. Life is not passive. Let's let's jump in and play. My grandmother, I sang every day. Uh, I was oh. raised in the South, and um, she would sing hymnals, and but she was always singing, and I think I caught it from her because um, I too sing every day. I mean, it not a day goes by that I'm not singing or humming or doing something to, um, you know, no matter how I sound, fortunately it's in the house. <laughs> so um, I encourage everyone to sing. I think it is, it is just moving energy. 
moving it out. And I wanted to ask you, I've noticed, and I'm sure other people have feel the same, when you when you hear a certain song, it sends chills over you, or you hear a certain note. What? Give me your take on that. Um, absolutely. I, I think there's a number of things going on there. I think what, I, if I explain it very as basically as I can, what I believe is that we're all vibrational beings. And actually we know right. that from science. Right. Because science gives us ultrasound, right, to heal mm-hmm. to heal kidney stones and to show us babies. So we're actually all made of sound. So we're vibrating, and each of us are vibrating at different levels. And um, I don't mean that in a hierarchy at all. I just mean it's just mm-hmm. different. It's like I might be in A flat, and you might be vibrating at B, for example, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're all vibrating at different notes and different levels, and that will all be very much to do with our own personal taste, our history, our, who we are as people, the whole matrix of who we are. So when we come into contact with with things that we like or dislike, it doesn't even have to be music, it's like, it's whether it resonates with us, it's whether it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, people, oh, that clicks with me. You know, the word is a click. That's a, that's a music word. That's a sound word. So something clicks with me. And, and that means, that's that feeling you get when something is, is sort of going at your level. It's at your note. And so that's when we get this feeling of, oh, great, I'm here, I'm home, I've got here something that's, mm-hmm. that's in tune with my note. And that's when it makes us feel at home where we get these sudden rushes of recognition. Uh, and mm-hmm. it can also be maybe a note that we haven't heard or that might be missing in our experience comes along. And so suddenly maybe I've been playing all my life at A minor, somebody comes along and pays me a piece at D, and I go, oh, wow. Suddenly, do you mind that opened up? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Which is, which also segues into you. You get that feeling of uh, connection through music, and then, from my point of perspective, from my point of view, I want people to take that into daily life and listen to their intuition, and and pick up that vibration from other people and situations, et cetera. And to be able to recognize that when they're in a good place and and um, and and expand it, which you could do through your meditation as well. But I think it's very important that we honor that sensory uh, part of ourselves through vibration, because I agree we're all energy. We have a few minutes left here, so I want you to tell me about the empty cup. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's my most recent album. And this time I took um, traditional songs from my heritage, songs that I grew up listening to. Um, a lot of folk music is a little bit like Grimm's fairy tales. You know, they've got these strange old stories attached uh-huh. to them. And, I, and and you think, wow, these songs, some of these songs are really hard-hitting. The stories are really hard-hitting. And what I realized was, once I started encountering them again, um, which happened quite strangely. They started crossing my path again. And mm-hmm. what I realized was these songs all contain the really big themes that everybody has to face, love, loss, death, uh, you know, ecstasy, joy. It's the, it's the hero's or the heroine's journey that we all have to face. We all have to go through these archetypal um, experiences as you're exploring um, on, your, on your shows. Uh, so these archetypes of... of of emotion and experience, I believe the way our ancestors would have 
have have dealt with these stories and these actual happenings and incidents that happened. Like, for example, now we have you know the, the Boston Marathon. You know, if we were back two centuries ago, we wouldn't have had TV to share about that. So we might have made mm-hmm. a song about it instead. We might have gone and got together in our community, sung a song or written a play about how we felt about it. And so that was the oral communication of of how people process deep themes and, and, and sometimes very traumatic happenings. And so I took these songs and I had a... I reworked them, and I had an encounter with all of them, and I found that they were still very resonant for me personally, and that they had themes that were very resonant socially, like one of the songs, actually two, involved guns and gun crime, which is very, you know, resonant, of course, particularly, uh, again, recent events in the US, and also the, the challenge at the moment to try and find new gun control laws and stuff. So these songs are really old, but they're really relevant, and... Um, so that's why I, I reworked them. So then Empty Cup is a, a reworking of those songs and it includes mantras and it includes sacred sound that I've kind of blended in with it. Yeah. And and how did you come up with the name Empty Cup? Um, that name is from a piece of poetry which is in the title track of the album. Uh, uh-huh. It's a piece of poetry by Rumi. And the, the, the piece of poetry says... Um, oh. In my ear, love murmurs. My soul has fainted. I am um, all all colours fade in love's transparent sky. I am only an empty cup. Oh, and I that's love the, it. Yeah, it's a beautiful piece love of poetry. It. Yeah. And so I'm looking at your um, your website with the empty cup, and you're also talking about raising funds for Sing for Water and the Water Project. So we have a few yeah. minutes left if you want to. Tell me about that and share it with the listeners. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm raising funds for Water Aid. Um, donations from my album go to that. Basically, um, Sing for Water is a project that was initiated about ten, ten years ago at the Thames mm-hmm. Festival in London, and it's raised over seventy thousand pounds for Water Aid projects in various countries. In these countries, it's in the poorest communities of the world, where it only actually takes fifteen pounds to give, I don't know what that is in dollars, sorry, but um, it's really right, a small right. amount to, to give someone um, clean water for life, for life. We're not just talking, you know, for two wow. days. Like, they're wow. working to form people's lives. So I guess that might be $20 or something. But, you know, so that's it yeah. for their whole life. And it's um, they're making pumps and taps, and they're working. Also, it's very important to get hygiene education projects in place so that people understand how to use water safely. Um, because, you know, children are dying. Like, one child is dying every second from water-related illnesses. Simple things like diarrhea, which is so easy to heal, and they're dying because the water is not clean. And it would yeah. be, it just needs management, and it needs money, and it just needs money and management. And we can put those things in really, really easily, and that's what WaterAid are doing, and that's why I'm supporting their work. And they also work to raise awareness of, obviously, water usage as well. It's it's for all of us. It's not just people in poorer communities. We all need education about being very mindful about water because it's a very precious resource and we don't realize just how little clean water and and drinkable water there actually is on this planet. So we have to be educating ourselves. Yeah. And we just take it for granted that we have clean water. Absolutely. Absolutely. We can touch the tap and get on the shower 
we can wash our yeah. cars, you know, and, and we don't realize that actually only about not even 3% of the world's water is water that we can drink. So it's really important that we're really mindful and that we don't spend that too long in the shower. We don't, we yeah. don't you know, overuse water, you know, and stuff like that. So we can all make a difference ourselves every day. Yeah. yeah. Because it begins with us. Yeah, always. Always, always begins with us because we are the microcosm of the rest of the world. So, well, my dear, this has been just delightful. I am am so pleased that you had the opportunity and that you were free. <laughs> I was concerned I wouldn't be able to fit in your schedule. <laughs> I love everything that you're doing, and I wish you the best in this, and I want you to promise to come back and, and be my guest again. Oh, for sure. I'd love to. You've been so generous, and, you're, you know, really I can – really hear the depth of your commitment to supporting people to grow and to supporting the growth of all of us. Because as you say, when one of us grows, we all grow together. Yes. So thank you for being a stand for transformation and growth. I really feel your 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 absolute commitment. And thank you for, for inviting me here and sharing about my work. That's really generous. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for the kind words. And I should be in uh, coming through London around September so maybe we can get together for lunch with Becky. Oh, yes, that would be fantastic. I'd love Wouldn't that. Wouldn't that be That'd fun? Be really... <laughs> yeah, it would be wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Well, you take care. <laughs> Thank you. You too. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So we are um, finishing up the month next week with the body, mind, and spirit. We're gonna, I'm going to bring them all together in how you can pull together in harmony those three elements of your life. And from there, we're going to go into your spiritual practice. It's not enough just to be intuitive. It's not enough just to be able to um, more or less skim the water. It's time to go deep. It's time for us to really, really get in touch with our soul, with who we are, and, um, and do it harmoniously. In the meantime, I'd like to ask you all to be peace this coming week. Send your prayers and your white light to all of those in the Boston area and beyond. Um, And until then, I will see you next week, and we'll talk archetypes. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.